after treating and rehabilitating the survivors of torture, we help them, assist them to access justice. My contribution straddles both grassroots and international levels. Human rights defending comes with it risks from both state and non-state actors. This podcast has been brought to you by Justice Access Point and it's based on a joint CSO report submitted to the UN Universal Periodic Review 40th Session of the UPR Working Group by Civicas, Foundation for Human Rights Initiative, Justice Access Point and African Institute for Investigative Journalism. It features the voices of different civil society leaders in Uganda and gives insight into the human rights situation in the country and the recommendations for the improvement of its human rights record. This is the third of a series of podcasts. Welcome to this podcast. My name is Wadulo Mark Arnold and right here in studio with me is Mr. Mohamed Ndifuna. Good morning, uh, sir. How are you and how have you been? I am fine. Okay. Uh, of course, um, uh, these are uh, challenging times. Yes. So we are grappling not just uh, with the, the cross human rights violations, but also um, the context of COVID has uh, mm. imposed upon us challenges. Sure. Anyhow, mm. uh, would you kindly briefly introduce yourself for our audience? Uh, tell us about yourself and the organization you represent. Well, I'm uh, Ndifna Mohamed, uh, the Executive Director of Justice Access Point. One of the local organizations uh, working to uh, promote human rights, rule of law, counter atrocity crimes, violent extremism, statelessness. And, and, and so uh, the bottom line is actually human rights defending. And uh, I've worked in different organizations on different issues of human rights. My contribution straddles both grassroots and international level. And uh, I have... Uh, um, made contributions to a number of campaigns, including public order uh, uh, management campaign, access to information, uh, campaign on the international criminal law, including the establishment of uh, Uganda Coalition for the International Criminal Court. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I have been in it. That's mm. quite some experience. Yes, thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Mm, thank you. Okay, maybe now to get deep into the matters. Early next year, the Uganda human rights record will be assessed under the Universal Periodic Review Mechanism. Yes, How sure. is your organization uh, participating in the third cycle of the UPR? Well, uh, yes, uh, the UPR is a, an experience, in the context of Uganda, is an experience that is very close to the heart. I've been part of this process from the very beginning, first cycle, second cycle, and, and now the third cycle. And uh, uh, even actually, uh, I can say at the center of uh, the formation of the National Stakeholders Forum on, on UPR in the country. Wow. And now, um, specifically with regard to uh, my organization, which is Justice Access Point, Justice Access Point, together with the Civicas uh, Foundation for Human Rights Initiative, African Institute of uh, Investigative uh, Journalism, uh, well, uh, uh, presented a report, submitted a report on uh, uh, 15th July mm. to the Working Committee um, um, of the UN mm. on UPR. Mm. Um, this is one of the uh, stakeholders' reports. You know, the human rights record of a country is assessed on the basis of uh, 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 th- uh, three uh, categories of reports. 
the report of the country under review, that is the state's own report, mm. which is like accountability on the issues of human rights. And then uh, um, the report of uh, the UN. Okay. And then uh, the, the report of uh, non-state actors. So non-state no, actors state include actors us. Civil, civil yes, society. Yeah. So um, in the, they can submit uh, one solid report. They can submit uh, uh, many other reports. So how many other organizations has JAP coalesced to produce and submit the thematic report? So um, FHRI, Civicas, and uh, AIIJ submitted the report that um, uh, focused on uh, freedom of assembly, freedom of expression, freedom of uh, assertion, mm. uh, among others, and made key um, contributions that we feel would make a contribution to turning around human rights. Mm. And, uh, and uh, these, we think, uh, if uh, the state took cue and, and uh, uh, probably embraced them, uh, they, they would help to improve the human rights record. And, and UPR is about improving the human rights record. It's wow. not about uh, uh, lambasting and uh, denigrating or bringing anybody down. Uh, yeah. It's about uh, building it all together. That's actually why the civil society is part of the, the framework. And what, uh, what's the foundation for this framework that brings all together all these bodies? Well, you know, uh, of course, uh, under the international human rights law, uh, one, uh, uh, the state has a, a primary obligation, uh, but uh, uh, within the UN uh, frameworks, there are windows for civil society to contribute. Now, within uh, uh, Uganda, um, uh, there are a number of uh, initiatives that are collective that uh, plug into UPR. Uh, one such uh, effort is one that has been led by the National Coalition for Human Rights Defenders in Uganda, uh, and uh, and then this one that has uh, been led by uh, JAP, uh, Foundation for Human Rights Initiative, Civicas, and the AIIJ. And, and, I, and I can tell you that there are a number of other formations that are making a contribution to uh, this, uh, this effort. So what are the key issues that CSOs are actually raising? Well, uh, within the framework of uh, our report, civil society is raising the question of uh, 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 violent clampdown on freedom uh, of assembly uh, events. So we are we are, we are concerned that uh, peaceful assemblies are being clamped upon violently. Mm. Uh, that's one of the concerns that we have. Um, the other is um, uh, accountability for um, management of uh, public assemblies, uh, where actually um, security forces have clamped down and gone beyond the uh, um, uh, reasonable, proportionate uh, criteria um, and have either killed or maimed or um, brutalized citizens with the impunity, with the near impunity. So, we, we, uh, one of the concern is that there should be um, uh, an open mechanism for looking into uh, excesses that have been committed by security forces during the course of their work. Sometimes it happens because of lack of training. Sometimes because of other considerations. And we are concerned that this uh, is is left to go wantonly. Wow. Yeah.
Yes. So that's one of the things. The other is uh, the the manner in which civil society is being treated as part of a uh, uh, framework of, of of society. We feel that. Uh, the law, the the provisions of the International Convention on Civil and Political Rights and our own constitution are being violated uh, by uh, uh, failing to provide uh, space for civil society to operate o- autonomously and, and enjoy their right to, um, uh, as, uh, to 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 form assertions of their choice. And uh, we are particularly concerned about uh, Section uh, 47 which uh, um, uh, limits uh, the extent to which civil society can coalesce mm. loosely on, on, on issues that are, are, temp- are temporary. Mm. Uh, the, the requirement now is that uh, uh, any civil society that wants to work with another organization has to register that formation. And that is not simply feasible because sometimes we, we, we coalesce over things that uh, are seasonal. Uh, is, mm. For example, it could be elections. Like the other time, uh, organizations came together to um, <laughs> form a coalition to make a contribution uh, to the electoral process, basically through observing elections. Mm. And uh, the state required them to regist- to have registered, <laughs> to mm. be able to cooperate. Mm. Uh, so mm. uh, And of course, uh, things like this impair the capacity of civil society to deliver on their mandate to um hold the state accountable, mm. but also to complement the work of the state. But where do you draw the line between protecting one's rights and then, you know, abusing one's rights? Because yeah, one uh, might say that may, maybe these assemblies are not yet, you know, they are not they are not the kinds that state maybe would look at as... But, but, uh, but uh, surely the state is itself guided mm. uh, by uh, the UN, their guidelines. Wow. Uh, all these things have been looked at. We can't say our situation is unique on the planet, mm. and, and therefore uh, we have a unique uh, plate from which we are going to read. Wow. So I, I think the state should take heed to the guidelines that have been uh, the ten guidelines that have been given by the UN on uh, on uh, freedom on, on freedom of assembly and management of uh, uh, public assemblies. So uh, as per the UPR uh, three that is coming up. Yes. What recommendations are you as civil society organizations putting forward to address the human rights uh, you have raised? Yeah, uh, one uh, is that uh, the government should consider amending uh, some of the laws that uh, are anemic to enjoyment of human rights, uh, notably the Public Order Management Act. The state needs to go the extra step to amend it, that law. The NGO Act 2016 also has to be amended in, in, in especially Section uh, 47. That's the section which uh, limits the formation of uh, uh, coalitions. Mm. Um, and, of course, we are also interested in seeing an amendment in Section uh, 36 of the Police Act, which gives uh, excessive powers to police because a, a police officer um, dispersed to disperse mm-hmm. uh, uh, unlawful assembly, unlawful assembly mm-hmm. uh, can work in tandem with others that are not uh, uh, described and can if uh, he deems it fit use all necessary force uh, and will not be held liable for any deaths that occur 
cannot be uh, brought in uh, courts of law, in other words. One of uh, the voluntary measures that the government of Uganda took in the past cycles was uh, the development of a national action plan on, on human rights. And it, uh, that is something that uh, has taken a while to develop, but surely it is now available uh, uh, one can argue about the, the the length it has taken to develop it, but that has emerged. So our concern here is to deal with those issues that remain outstanding or issues that have uh, developed since then that uh, require the attention of the state mm. and uh, uh, for which government would then benefit from recommendations of other states and okay. civil society. Wow. Yeah. So, Mr. Ndifuna, is there anything that uh, citizens and citizens' organizations can do between now and the assessment of the UK? Yeah, I think, the, one, of course, the, the sky is the limit. Mm. Uh, civil society and members of the public can be as innovative and as creative as possible, uh, but uh, use mechanisms that peacefully um, and quite constructively engage the state to embrace the recommendation that we are making. Uh, but uh, just to answer your question, they can write letters to the executive, and that might include the uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs. Uh, they can write to uh, the Attorney General. They can write to the President. Uh, after all, you, you should know that actually the report itself is approved by the Cabinet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the report that government is going to submit is, is approved uh, by is cabinet. A cabinet. So the president takes responsibility. Yes, they can uh, um, uh, write to parliament because the parliament should take an interest in uh, what the the executive is going to present in 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 Geneva as the human rights record. Yeah, uh, from its standpoint, they can uh, 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 write in the media. They can uh, have some activities on the social media to mobilize opinion uh, and influence uh, government position. Because, after all, this is a campaign that uh, is not our campaign. It's a campaign for the people themselves. So okay. they should be able to to be in the trenches pushing that our task is to uh, highlight and uh, interest them in uh, and and, and uh, energize them to, to, to struggle for their rights. That's all we had time for. Uh, thank you for honoring our invite and sharing with us your thoughts on human rights defending. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening out to this podcast. I am in studio with Mr. Mohamed Ndifuna, Executive Director, that is of Justice Access Point. Thank you for listening and uh, have yourselves a lovely one. This podcast has been produced with the financial support of Civicas and SIDA, the Swedish International Development Cooperation Agency.